Okay, we're back. Welcome back to another episode of The Millennial Entrepreneur. My name's Sina and I love following the journeys of other young entrepreneurs. And in this episode, we spoke with Clara Baldwin, the founder of a marketing agency company called Ground Plan Studio in the US. We had an amazing conversation about how she got into entrepreneurship from an origin of personal family struggle when growing up, forcing her to create an income for herself so she could afford to go to university. And of course, we talk about how this experience has shaped her into the businesswoman she is today. We also talk about how she fell into her dream corporate job, quickly finding out it wasn't for her. But before she discovered it wasn't for her herself, uh, they fired her on New Year's Eve of all the days. <laughs> so we uncover how she recovered from that to building a marketing agency, now giving her financial freedom while working with some amazing clients. And we talk about how she landed that very, very first client. It's a very humble story. It's very nice. So stay tuned to listen to that. So that brings me this week to the shout out. So in case you don't remember what the hell I'm doing, um, every week I'm giving a shout out to someone who's shown a bit of support to the podcast. So either the easiest way to, to feature on a shout out is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts because that really, really helps me out. But there's other ways as well. So this week's shout out goes to Jenica Carson, who basically supports the podcast on LinkedIn a lot. And I've seen that she likes pretty much all the all the posts that I make on there. So yeah, just, just want to give a shout out to show the appreciation that I do see all of that stuff. And she comments on some of them as well. So thank you so much, Jenica. And if you also want to follow us on LinkedIn, the link, I don't think it's in the description, but I'll put it in the description so you can easily find it. Otherwise, it's just the Millennial Entrepreneur on LinkedIn. So be sure to follow us on there as well if you are a LinkedIn fan. So without further ado, let's get on with the episode. Hey, Clara, how you doing? Hi, I'm good. I'm good. How are you, Sina? I'm amazing. You are my second guest from the US, actually, not my first. Oh, thank you. I had a guest from the US a while ago in the early stages, but ever since then, we took a break <laughs> from the US, so we're back. No US people yet. Yep. It's an honor then to be the second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like from looking at my analytics, the listenership in the US is actually fairly small. Um, the UK is like, I think pretty much like 75% and the US is like maybe 10 or something like that. So it's like fairly small. But yeah, it's good it's good to see like, I have a few like US fans as well. Right, of course. Yeah, we're here now. So why don't you kind of like start off by, because you, you message me, I, I always like to, whenever someone messages me to come on the podcast, I always like to sort of, <laughs> I always like to tell everyone about it because um, in the early stage, it was just me kind of, kind of like grafting and just messaging as many people as I can. Right. So it's nice now to get sort of like people come to me a little bit. Yep. Slid in the DMs, you know, about <laughs> it. yeah, I listened to your podcast. Don't know how I stumbled upon it. We kind of talked about it earlier, but yeah, I was like, oh, and millennial entrepreneurship podcast. I just like the topic of it and would love to connect to other, you know, fellow entrepreneurs. So Guess that's how it happened yeah for sure and you got you got started pretty early in the whole entrepreneurial journey as well right oh yeah yeah so i am from kansas city missouri but um i started in the entrepreneurial journey as young as 15 years old is when i started to like code and design websites and kind of led into my first business which happened around 16 years old it was um, an e-commerce drop shipping company 
I didn't really have the funds to go to college. Um, and in America, especially college is outrageous with their tuition. Yeah, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure how much it is in the UK to go to college, but over here, it's kind of like robbery. Yeah. Yeah. But I designed it. It was called Soak Boutique. It was back when there was like no competition in the dropshipping e-commerce uh, industry. Nowadays, there's so many. It's like there's a million. I think it's almost like a waste of trying. I probably see about 25 adverts for it every day, like just dropship today. And I'm just like, I know I know what dropshipping is. I know it's kind of like, I don't see it as a viable thing anymore. Like, I, I, I don't know. You, you probably know more about it. It seems a bit dead to me. Oh, it is. Well, you just need thousands and thousands of ad spend to be able to compete with, you know, everyone out there because there's so many businesses now and like, so many new boutiques and, you know, fashion selling, but I got into the space when it was just picking up and Instagram was pretty new. So there was no influencer marketing or anything like that. I took advantage of that. And at the time I was only paying people like what, 20 to 50 bucks to shout out my account. And they had like thousands of followers. Um, Nowadays, I feel like influencers, you have to drop hundreds for them to shout you out or even thousands, um, depending on how (laughs) many followers they have. So I got pretty lucky. I was on a tight budget anyways, but it took off, got like 40,000 followers total and then funded my college for a bit. So got me through that at least. Yeah, it's really good. And it's really cool that it came from the struggle of you like, and that that's kind of how you build that business. Not because like you thought it was something cool, but just because in your mind, like you had to. Oh, absolutely. I think I, I always say to people like the people who go through struggles growing up, so a little backstory, I... I did grow up in somewhat of a poor house and an abusive home, um, which led to my nonprofit, which I'll bring up later. But um, I just really had no resources to succeed in at least my public school. That was free. Like I didn't really need money in high school. All I needed was like a couple bucks for lunch. Like that's it. But um, for the most part, my dad specifically was pretty abusive to our family and he wasn't responsible with the finances in the house so there was like no chance of me getting money for college but yeah my back was against the wall and I feel like when entrepreneurs don't have a choice but to succeed like those are the people that succeed the most it's really cool to actually have like story um, because I don't think we've had a story actually like that before I know I know there's like people have different struggles but for you it seemed like kind of the only option at that point in time So that's something that we haven't come across before in the podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so many people out there that have had struggles, and I'm convinced that every person in this world has struggles, so I try not to judge anyone by their cover. But especially in the business world, it can give you an advantage, even though it really does suck in the beginning. Like, There's nothing glamorous about struggling and starting a business, but it does give you that edge compared to other people who might have, you know, they already have the finances or the privilege, so it's not going to push them to want to succeed in a business. They'll just fail at it or like let it go. Um, with me, I was like, there's absolutely no chance of me not failing. I need to make this work. Otherwise, I have no future. It's difficult, though, because some some of the most successful sort of the people who are looked up to massively in the sort of entrepreneurial game like a lot of them have had that sort of they had a good start you could say like even even like jeff bezos yeah he had like amazon amazon was going like bankrupt at some stage and i think his parents like lent him like thousands of dollars to kind of bail him out and right you know what i mean like bill gates went to like harvard and you know it's difficult to say yeah and i mean i'm not knocking people who have the resources like I want to be the parent to give my kid everything. And that's why I am the way I am now. And I'm not saying like you can't succeed without 
money at first and success at first already. But I just think like knowing people in my life right now, the people who have struggled, they are so successful just because they know that they have to fend for themselves and create a future or it's just not going to work out. My point was that like the people who don't have the resource often compare themselves to people that did have the resource and that creates like a really bad environment and a really bad sort of headspace for them because they might not be able to achieve those things not because of their ability but just because of the position they're in. Right and I'm not gonna lie like my younger self especially I was extremely bitter towards I went to a private college so I had a lot of rich kids on my campus and I had this very bitter attitude like almost egotistical like I was better because I made my future for myself and like I had money because I worked for it I wasn't given it and I know like it's not their fault and it's nothing there's nothing wrong with being given that it does create a bad environment in your headspace um just because you're like this isn't fair like especially when you're struggling you're like this isn't fair like these kids are being given everything while I'm working my ass off like trying to put food on my table and like you know just the basics of life but yeah I now that I'm older I just I try not to think about that or like compare it all. I'm just like, I'm grateful for where I am and props to anyone for where they are too. So what's the sort of mindset with you at the moment? Like with the whole, with just all, all of that stuff? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, right now I'm in a really good headspace and good place. So I graduated from Westminster College um, in full Missouri with a degree in computer science and marketing. So I reached my goal of completing college. I started a nonprofit for domestic abuse survivors on my junior year. I sold that dropshipping company because I just saw the horizon of like, <laughs> it was going to be too crowded and too much work. And honestly, I wasn't too passionate about it. I just liked the money at the time. Then created my now marketing agency. So I, I feel like for my age at 24, I just turned 24 last month. I think that I've, I've done a lot and I've reached a couple goals, but I'm the kind of person that will never be satisfied with where I am. So when I graduated college, I just really wanted a corporate job. Like in my mind, I was like corporate defines the success. Like I want to work for a big marketing company. So my whole family and my friends will look at me and be like, oh my gosh, she works for that big company. Like she's so successful. But I, I got hired by an agency in Manhattan Beach, California. Um, started working right away, like a week after I graduated. And then, man, I was overworked bad. Like I was almost like, just anxiety filled every day, like how much I had to work for yeah. the salary I started at, which was not worth it at all. Um, then got mm. laid off, like literally, I think it was 30 days from when I got hired or something. <laughs> oh my gosh, like how heartbreaking you finally make it. You think like, oh, I'm this badass, like who just graduated college. I just got this huge marketing agency. And I remember it was New Year's Day um, and I was like out celebrating and I came, I came home at 2 AM. I remember with my friends and I was in the basement getting ready for bed and I checked my emails. Oh, I don't know why the hell I do that. It's just a toxic thing when you're, you know, in the business, yeah. you're always checking your emails, even when you're drunk and coming home. But I checked it and there was this email saying like termination. Like, I think that was the subject and it's freaking on New Year's day. Like it's literally, you know, two hours into the new year, right? You know, 2020 is so shitty as it is. So do these guys not like take a break? Like what are they doing? They sent it, I think at like 10 PM on New Year's Eve. I'm like, you guys suck. Like you couldn't have waited like two days after <laughs> the new year. And so I opened the email. It was like, Hey, we're, give, we're having budget cuts. We hired on too many people too soon. We're going to have to let you go. Thank you for your services. Bye. Like it was just so brief and so not personable at all. 
And I just remember I sat on the couch, like I didn't even blink for like an hour. I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe this. Like it's New Year's Day. Everyone's so happy upstairs, you know, dancing around all drunk. And I'm over here like crying because I lost my job within 30 days. And yeah, so that was just a mess. Um, I had like, I was so down on myself for like the next two weeks. But then I was like, all right, you know what, screw this. I wasn't meant for the corporate world. And I think God is telling me this. Like he is telling me to not work for this company because I was already stressed out. I was underpaid and I knew I, yeah. I could do. Honestly, I mean, I'm on an NDA, so I can't really talk about who they are, but their marketing sucked bad. Like I didn't believe in the way they did things. Like the, the marketing they did was like, <laughs> hey, log into this account, post a, a picture of Google image, and then, you know, just hope for likes like and none of the accounts I worked on they had like hundreds and hundreds of clients and none of the accounts were good marketing and I would like (laughs) I got in trouble my first week because I was like hey like what if I did this instead of this like technique wise and I got yelled at like by the administrators like hey that's not your place like just do what we say check off the box when you're done and like go on to the next task and I was like but you guys suck like I don't know how many times can I say stuck in this podcast but um, you can say as many times as you want. You can even yeah, you can you can say what you want. It's fine. Take a shot every time I say suck. But yeah, so there is that. And honestly, now that I'm looking back on it, I can't believe that I even thought that marketing agency was like a good idea for me. I'm too outspoken, too into my ways, and like I want to give people really good marketing. So I took that marketing agency I made and made it full time instead of a side thing. And now it's like really scaled up in six months. What was a sort of like we will get like we will get onto the marketing agency of course, but like I've actually worked in in the US like work in inverted commas, yeah I worked in New York also in inverted commas. Basically my company I had an internship in London and they sent me to New York for two weeks and I mean I didn't really work but I saw <laughs> I saw it was more of a holiday really but I saw the people in the office they were working crazy hard. I think they worked the whole US working sort of culture they work far yeah. far higher than oh yeah us um i think so anyway yeah it's, and it sucks i mean that's what we're known for is overworking and like all my yeah. friends right now at this age like it's a normal thing to be like you must work 60 hours at a shitty job and then you work your way up into corporate like that's the norm but you still were very much like your heart was set on it at that point in time so it's just difficult what was the sort of what was running through your mind when like they sent you that email being like, yeah, we don't really need you anymore. Like, see you later at 10 p.m. two two hours before like New Year's countdown. Yeah, it was just the most devastating thing because I'm so hard on myself, like career wise, and I always want to be the girl that has her stuff together, even though that's not realistic. But I just, I just thought in my mind, like, I felt sorry for myself for you know the first two weeks and I was like I'm just so lost and I never feel lost I always have things organized but I picked myself up like literally the day after um I was sulking for two weeks but that doesn't mean I wasn't working like the next day I was like all right here we go I'm gonna build this plan about my agency and I'm gonna get my own damn clients and start from ground zero so so that was your first thing like you didn't have this sort of marketing agency before you literally started it because they laid you off and you kind of wants to prove a point that you were like was it was it to prove a point or was it literally just because like what what was the what was the motivation behind it no not to prove a point at all I knew it was just a lost case with that agency like there was nothing I was able I was going to be able to do I didn't even reply to their email of termination I was that you know upset about it but 
I just knew like I had to do this for myself and like to get myself back up on my feet and financially I needed to do it as well. But I had the I had this agency built and founded my junior year of college, but I didn't believe that it would be better than the corporate world. Like I thought that the corporate world would give me way more benefits and pay me more than if I were to be full time with this agency. And like little did I know, six months later, I'm getting paid like ten times more than that agency and I work like 15 hours a week. And so I'm just happy and I set my own schedule. I take vacations whenever I want. Like my life quality is so much higher. And I just, I can't imagine if I wasn't laid off, like working for corporate right now, because again, yeah, in America, they work you to the bone. Like I would be working 40 hours a week minimum. Yeah, I know it's crazy. But so, and that's when you kind of double down on it when you got laid off. So what was the whole process behind that like? Oh, it was wild because I had no idea what I was doing. Because in college, I would just pick up website design gigs and like little logo design gigs. And this was me going to a full service agency with, you know, graphic design, SEO, growth, like every single thing that I was doing at that other agency, I wanted to give you, you know, a big middle finger to them and be like, I'm going to exact, I'm going to do exactly what you guys are doing, except way better. Like that was my goal to be an agency that was hands-on, but actually cared and wanted to make the accounts grow um, in an authentic way. So I remember just sitting down and I had to watch like YouTube videos and research articles of like how to start a marketing agency. I think I literally Googled that and it was pathetic because I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm starting from square one. I learned a lot from the corporate agency, which I'm lucky for. Like I learned all their little tweaks and tools and like things they do for automation, which is important. Um, But when it came to scoring a client, never did that in my life. Like getting on a call and being like, hey, ABC, I can do this for you. Like, I want to be your marketer. That was the scariest part for me. And I remember like, I applied to um, clients on different websites and sources. And I got my first call and I was in like a Starbucks parking lot when she was like, hey, you want to jump on a call right now and talk about it? And I remember like my heart sunk and I was like, I am not qualified to do this. There's no way. Like, I remember in my head, I was like, would she pay me 50 bucks a month to do this? Like, and looking back on that, I laugh because nowadays I, my retainer is minimum like 800 to 2000 a month. But back then I was like, oh my gosh, 50 a month. Like that would be insane. And I got on this call and I was like stumbling over my words and just trying to be myself. But she ended up taking it for like a hundred dollars a month. And I was like, you know, dancing around in my living room. So excited. But yeah, just going from that to now, I've learned so much just through self teaching and experience honestly there's absolutely nothing wrong with like learning through youtube like, i think that's actually i think that's such a cool way to I kind know. of build something like i'm i'm at the moment like i feel like a big sort of myth i don't know if you could say myth but sort of a wrongful assumption is that you need to be an absolute expert in in something to start something i don't think you need to be an absolute expert i think you need to, to be passionate and you need to be willing to put in the time but being an absolute expert you don't really need to be like you can learn along the way and that's what most like entrepreneurs do without maybe telling you but that's that is what they do they don't have it figured out all the time oh and learning through like youtube google is like i'm in the middle of sort of launching a physical product i haven't launched a physical product ever my my business before was a software it was a tech service oh cool so this is like completely new new to me right and how am i learning i'm literally just like talking to people that i find online linkedin and i'm literally just like googling it uh watching videos on youtube and so far i've learned so much just from that 
Yeah, and I agree. I think the best way is to learn yourself through failures and wins and also just connecting to others and asking questions because ultimately I went to school and got a degree in marketing and I am not lying. I haven't used one thing I learned in class like right now. They don't teach you any like life skills. Um, I mean, they teach you like how to do a SWOT analysis and like a competitor's analysis and make this presentation. You don't do that. I mean, you don't do that all sometimes maybe like 1% of the time, but the other times it's like they just want lead generation and they want you to show them results. So you have to learn, you know, all the technical side on your own. For sure. And I think like once you kind of like learn once you kind of land the first client and kind of learn while you're doing it, that must have really helped, right? Within the first client. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like with every client, I learn something new. And every day on the job, like dealing with people and like learning better ways to provide them services, I'm just learning constantly. And I'm night and day from the person I was six months ago. I mean, in all aspects, like design, I've gotten better, um, techniques on how to grow you know, Instagrams, Facebooks, anything like that, web design. And also the calls are huge. Like when I get on a call now, it's like second nature. I don't think about it. I don't even plan ahead, really. I'm just like, I'm going to get on this call, see their needs, tell them authentically who I am and what I'm going to do for them. I'm not going to be a sleazy salesman. I'm just going to, you know, be myself. And it usually works out. Some people get really nervous, actually. People our age, people get very nervous of picking up the phone and actually talking or, you know, vice versa, people calling them. Right. Have you seen that? I've seen that. Oh, of course. Everyone's, I mean, the people I know, at least, their biggest anxiety, they can't even call like a dentist office to make an appointment for themselves, let alone get on a phone call and be like, hey, you want this package for, you know, $800? Here's what I'll do yada 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 like that is hard um and it took a lot of time for me to nail like I don't even have a script anymore I used to have a script and I found out it's better just to like sit there and talk to them like you were at coffee with them like just really get to know them and be authentic it is hard though at this age because I feel very underestimated once they hear my voice or like see my picture and see I'm a young woman um you know, compared to an older marketer, for some reason, I just have that insecurity, but I try to push through to not think about it. It's actually quite common. We've come across that, like, because obviously, I speak to like young entrepreneurs, every episode. And this thing probably comes up like, I don't know, maybe one in four every every episode. But like, it's crazy, because it does happen where they judge you based on like age or gender or I mean, we've even talked about race, but in this instance, I don't think that's the case. But how did you, how do you kind of overcome that? (laughs) It's nuts because I've had, so before I would take anyone that would be willing to be with me. I'm now at the point where I'm being way more selective with clients and like how they treat me as a person, because I, my goal, I mean, I have five employees. I'm like, my goal is to make those employees feel like I'm there for them and they can transparently talk to me. And that's going to be the same with clients too. Like, I don't want to work with you if you're a rude person, if you're entitled, or if you treat me unequally. And I've had, I think I've had at least 10 people I've let go because they've disrespected me in some way, or they don't treat me as an equal. They treat me as like their peasant because I work for them. And even on the phone call, sometimes I'll get red flags. Like I remember it was only a couple of weeks ago, this guy, we were on a phone call talking about marketing. He doesn't really know anything about digital marketing he knows about like ads and he works for an ads agency he's way older than me and I remember I said something and he was like just so you know like I'm an animal when it comes to marketing like I'm an animal I can teach you so much and I was like okay whatever like 
okay, you're an animal. Um, and he said it like three times. And I was like, oh my gosh, like you're just giving me bad vibes right now. Like you seem very cocky. And then he started lecturing me on something that I said about marketing and the way I do it. And I just stopped the phone call completely. I'm like, sir, um, something came up. I'm actually going to have to call you back. And then I blocked him. And then I never became <laughs> his person. And he was offering a lot of money, but I was like, I don't want to work with you. You're annoying. Like you don't treat me like I'm smarter than, I mean, like not smarter than you, like an equal. And you're treating me like I'm a young yeah. dumb girl that you're pitying and letting her have a job. I don't want that. So anyways, I went on a, ta- a tangent, but I do come across people who are very entitled and you just need, especially as a young person, just stay true to yourself. Don't become egotistical yourself. Just know that you deserve to be treated as an equal no matter your age. Cause I've met the smartest people the most successful people and they are their early 20s and same with older people it just doesn't matter we've spoken to clara about where she's kind of come from and her really complex childhood to creating you know income for herself to afford her to go to, to university or, or college <laughs> but we haven't spoken about her marketing agency specifically and what it actually does so i really wanted to speak to her about what it is the speciality towards it and where she sees it for the future so it's called Ground Plan Studio. I did develop it in like 2017, was part-time and now it's full-time. Um, but I provide full service marketing. So basically you sign up for a monthly retainer and then I have specialists. So I have an ads person. I have a growth person who works on your followers and likes. I have SEO. So they go out and try and boost you in Google rankings, get some blog posts about your business. Um, I, I do all of the communication and the business plan. So I create all the designs, like the initial templates, um, get them approved. I schedule posts. Um, I do basically all the front end things. And then I have people who are just professionals on like the specific things like ads and, you know, SEO, like I said, so it's everything, everything you can imagine in marketing, we outsource it so that business can, you know, take a workload off their shoulders and we just take care of all their lead generation and stuff like that. So they can concentrate on the in-house stuff. Is that what it's been like the whole time? Cause when you started at, at college, like that's what it was then as well. Yeah, no, in college, it was just a side gig. I didn't think I'd turn it into what it is now. So in college, it was just website design and logo design. Like that was it. And I would just get a couple of gigs every now and then, but now it's full service. So yeah, I think we're up to like 60 clients in our portfolio and work in so many niches. It's unreal. I don't know if we touched on this, but what was the sort of thought process? Because like when you did get laid off from the job, obviously you had to like analyze your surroundings, what what was going on around you. And obviously you, you had this, this business that you created at university, uh, college. <laughs> but why why did you decide to kind of double down on that and not sort of maybe pursue another thing? Because as you were saying, you got you were getting a few gigs, but it wasn't like enough to sort of generate a sustainable income for yourself. Right. Well, I never went full out in the agency um, during college. I never had the time um, to do it. And I also just didn't believe in it 100%. But when I lost this job, something inside of me was like, you've always been your own boss. Why the hell are you chasing this corporate world when you're stressed out and it doesn't make you happy? So I was like, you know what, this is the time to do it when I'm in my young 20s. Um, I don't have kids. Um, I can do whatever I want. So I was like, I'm going to go full out on this, see if it succeeds. If it does, I'm going to stick with it, be happy, you know, for the rest of my life, probably. If it fails, I'll go find another corporate job, which was like, uh, it just pains me to even think about it at the time. So I was just, you know, again, like in my previous 
entrepreneurial journeys. I was like my back against the wall. I'm going to do this and just hope for the best. And it turned out okay. I guess a lot of people might be in similar sort of positions when maybe not been laid off from a job, but like they they finished college, university, and then or like they have been laid off from a job and they're kind of like analyzing their surroundings. What would you kind of tell them like in the, in that sort of stage of their life when they don't really know it's uncertain. I think that's what you were facing as well as the uncertainty. Yeah, for sure. I honestly like right now, especially in America, at least our economy is the worst it's ever been like with unemployment rates and stuff. And all my friends that I graduated with from college, they still to this day don't really have jobs. Like a lot of them don't. And it's really hard when you're on social media and you're seeing other people work. Like I, I posted, um, you know, like I think it was last month when I got an award or whatever, this marketing, award, I don't know. I just, I've transparently said, this is not like highlight reel. Like I want everyone to know that this was a huge struggle to get here. I don't want to post this accomplishment and rub it in people's faces. Cause I know a lot of my friends were unemployed. So I began the, the whole post with, I started out, I, I think I started with like a story. It was like once upon a time on New Year's Eve. No, not like that. But like, I was like on New Year's Eve, I was crushed and I was at my lowest point. And I just want to tell everyone, like, you're going to go through struggle, especially in your early twenties. Um, but it's going to turn out okay. And it is hard, but you just, you really need to not compare yourself to other people. Like you might be 27 and still not have it figured out. You might be 40 and not still have it figured out. Like my, my mom literally did not have her, career figured out and now she's very successful in the food business finally but it took her like 40 something years I mean so everyone has their own timeline but just don't get down on it and just try yeah best. like you can't just lay in bed and just hope that your life changes you have to like get up and at least try I mean even if it doesn't do anything at least applying to five jobs you know a day at least you did something like you'll feel mm. good about that being productive it's not going to be an overnight thing like nothing is but if you just put in the work it'll turn out okay have you forward that and at all like this sort of seeing that highlight reel looking at sort of people that post about just the awards and all of that stuff not about the struggle and then like does that ever creep into your mind of like comparing yourself to them oh yeah i mean everyone has like imposter syndrome and feeling like they're not good enough and especially when you see on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, everyone buying new cars, having new careers, buying a house, getting married. You're just constantly, especially at the early 20s stage, it's like it can get to you where you're just like, am I on the right pace? Am I doing the right thing? But again, like I'm growing out of that stage finally where I'm comparing myself like I know I'm doing the best for what who I am and not for anyone else. And uh, yeah, if you just have a positive mindset and just remember that, I mean, everything will be, you know, turning out fine. Yeah, that's always what I like. I think lockdown was a big thing for me where I really kind of analyzed myself and I thought like everyone's on their own path. Like there's no point comparing myself to other people. And like, firstly, it's wrong. Like it's not correct. It's, it's a very, you know, false reality. But also because everyone's on their own path. Like people are doing different things. And ultimately what makes me happy doesn't make them happy and vice versa. So that's like a thing that people don't really think about is is the happiness thing. So your corporate job, for instance, some people might, you know, get a lot of happiness from that. And that's fair enough. Yeah. For you, it didn't really work out. Exactly. And everyone has different likes and different desires in life. What makes me happy personally is the free time I get, um, you know, with my marketing agency. Like I like quality time with my friends, family, my boyfriend, like 
Um, and if that means I don't have to work 40 hours a week, that's what makes me happy. And like choosing my schedule. Um, but I know that people thrive in the corporate world. They like getting dressed up, going to the office and, you know, killing it in the office. But that just wasn't the path for me. Um, and just with everything else, like all my friends and roommates in college were in medical school. So imagine how they feel when like they're going into debt and they have you know hmm. years of schooling ahead of them. And I'm over here like, okay, bye guys, just graduated. Like, and they're watching me kind of like, yeah. go out in the world. Um, we just had this conversation over dinner the other day, but one of my previous college roommates, she was like, yeah, like it's really stressful right now because I'm seeing all these business people just go out and they're getting new cars and all this stuff. She's like, I got $10 in my account. I can't even afford two beers. Like, so I'm just like, you know, but one day you're going to be a doctor and one day we're going to be looking at you like, yeah. that's insane that you did that and you're succeeding and you got into medical school. That's their happiness. So again, everyone has a different path. I think it's really difficult for them. Like, as you said, because they get to like, it's a long sort of study period and they get to a stage where their friends, they have got to the stage where they're building their careers, but they're still sort of studying and things. Right. And inevitably that sort of thing of comparing yourself to others, I'm not, I'm behind. That whole thought of I'm behind, which is a toxic sort of thing to think. Yeah. But it's very, very prevalent in our generation, I think. Like I was, I got invited onto the radio to talk about this sort of thing where someone tweeted, uh, social media's got, you know, 24 year olds thinking that they're behind on life. And it's like, how is that even a thing? When it's actually true, it's crazy, but that's that's just the reality that we live in with like social media. So I don't really know what the question is behind this, but I just wanted to say that. Yeah. <laughs> and no, I agree. Like there's so much pressure on us again, especially with social media. I am just like a huge emphasizer with how social media is a highlight reel. And of course I'm not going to be posting when I'm staying up late at night, you know, crying over a struggle in my business or like, you know, just things like that. All people see is my landmark achievements and what I'm doing in life, like for fun. But if people just step back and realize like nothing is easy, no matter what industry you're in, it makes it feel a lot better. But Clara, I've, I've got a pretty good question for you, actually, I think. All right. You're, you're in the marketing space and that's a sort of like, that's what your passion is in and that's what your day job is in. That's where your income comes from. Is yeah. it quite difficult to sort of like, because obviously marketing encompasses stuff like social media, of course. Right. And is it difficult for you to draw a line like between sort of the social media use for like personal use, like the, the, the hours that you spend on your phone or, or laptop or whatever and and also like work does that make sense yeah because obviously like they fuse into one another for sure and the fact that I spend all day with like social media websites my computer my phone like oh my gosh my usage is insane if you looked at it, I think I charge my phone fully three times a day and it's it's just a lot of media use and I it's kind of draining sometimes um, especially when I am done with work, like I feel like I always, when I'm on my phone and how I have every client on there, like their accounts, it's easy for me to just not relax. Like when I lay in bed, um, I'm supposed to be relaxing, but instead I get a notification from a client's account and I want to go look at it and then work on it. And I have taught myself just to stop, like just to put down my phone and put on, do not disturb on everything. Um, because it can be really toxic on your brain if you're constantly yeah. looking at notifications when you're supposed to be off work technically. But another entrepreneur like struggle is when to turn it off. And I'll find myself checking emails on the weekend when I'm with friends and like just, you know, things like that. But eventually you get to a point where you're like, all right, I need to do this for my 
you know, sanity. I need to turn off my stuff and I need to read a book, watch a TV show, bond with like the people in my life rather than doing that. But yeah, there is definitely a fine yeah. line when it comes to my work and my my personal use. Um, by the time it's nighttime, I, I'll surf, you know, Instagram, my personal one for like 10 minutes and be like, okay, I just want to get off this. So it's tiring, but I learned to balance. But I think it's just especially tough for you because like for most people, in any sort of line of work like even if they have their own business their sort of break from their their work is to look at social media to go on their phone yeah. and just to like have a bit of a bit of time off but for you you're like that is your work so it's even harder for you exactly like i've had a you know i just got into reading again honestly college made me hate reading um but i'm like you know what i should just start again so started reading again and then i love video games like me and my brother are such nerds growing up i worked at gamestop i don't know if the uk has gamestop <laughs> um but it's a little video game store um so i that's my passion i do that to wind down um love watching tv like trash reality shows is my thing um but yeah just finding different things and hobbies when you get off and obviously being active that's like a huge thing to do when you're an entrepreneur I, I truly believe you should be like on a healthy diet and like working out every day if you're working from home okay we're gonna I think we're gonna wrap up the podcast there because I think like everything we've talked about has been like really really valuable obviously we talked about your like where you came from like your your beginnings but also we talked about like mental struggles your business and all that like all of that stuff I think sure people listening will get a lot of value from that and yeah like it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you i really appreciate that you messaged me and came and you came on like we'll probably have to do another podcast because i know in the next few years you like the marketing agency might develop and you might even start another thing have you got any other sort of business ideas on the radar actually no right now i am finally settled down with this and i'm just gonna work on it so yeah Thank you for having me on. That was a blast. How can people how can people stay in touch with you, stay in touch with your business, whatever you're doing in the meantime? Um, you can follow me on my personal Instagram, which is at Clara.baldwin, or you can follow my agency at Ground Plan Studio. Yeah, you can send a message, anything you want. I am always on my phone, obviously, so I will reply right away. All right, nice one. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it, and I hope you have an amazing day. You too. Thank you, Sina. Nice meeting you. Okay, thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Millennial Entrepreneur. It was an absolute pleasure talking with Clara and I really, really think that, you know, she'll go on to big, big, big things in the future. So be sure to follow her on Instagram and LinkedIn to not miss the rise to the top. Also, a little announcement. If you did like this episode, I want to try something new and let me know. Either you can message me on Instagram or LinkedIn or whatever if you enjoyed it and you want to see more of Clara because if you do, I can actually do a Instagram live interview with her you know a short sort of 10-15 minute interview with her because I think you know that will give you guys the chance to ask your own questions and basically I want it to be very interactive so if you did enjoy it this episode be sure to give me some sort of indication <laughs> so I know if people will listen and so yeah and if you did I'll be sure to get in contact with Clara and we'll get we'll get it done but otherwise, follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, all of that good stuff, because that's where all the audiograms and all of the other announcements get done. So it'd be a shame if you miss those. And yeah, I hope you have an amazing week and I'll see you in the next episode.